Good afternoon and welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. Trying out a little new camera angle here. Hello out there. Hopefully you can see me trying to catch all this stuff in here as we deliver to you this week's podcast, which is centered around the bicycle and pedestrian master plan that's being done in Denham Springs. Very interesting project there. Just want to remind everybody before we jump into it that you can check out these shows at www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. We also distribute them via most major podcast platforms that includes Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. Please check us out on in those places, on those platforms. Say it again, if you will. Uh, and thanks again for joining us. We are talking about the Bicycle and Pedestrian Master Plan. It is the feature for this past Thursday's paper. That would be Thursday, October 24th. Today is the 25th. And we're talking about sort of the, the, the process here. There, there's some interesting discussion in and around the Bicycle and Pedestrian Master Plan. One of the things that came out of the Great Flood of 2016 was the group called Denim Strong. Denim Strong's purpose was to try to to give a little connection between the city government, city legislatures, and the people. And it was a, a project that was backed by FEMA because that's that's one of the things they were trying to do is, okay, part of building a more resilient community to natural disasters in a post-disaster world is, you know, doing some of these things that we FEMA tell you to do. But one of the things, you know, that you have an opportunity for in the wake of disaster is grant money, grant funding, that sort of thing. And one of, one of the paths that FEMA explained was that you can form these groups to chase down this grant money to try to, you know, build things, create things, change things up a little bit. And in having these public forums and these open houses for Denim Strong to discuss these kinds of things, bicycle and pedestrian access was brought up at several open houses that were done by Denim Strong in the wake of the Great Flood. And those public hearings started in 2018 for the Bicycle and Pedestrian Master Plan. Now, where did all where did the funding come from from the first place and, and how did this all get started? Uh, so the Capital Region Capital Region Planning Commission uh, had a grant program talking about uh, or funding you know, bicycle, pedestrian, increased mobility in cities. Uh, it, the grant was only there to help develop a master plan. It was not there, uh, you know, for these places in these cities. It was not there to, to start building roads or new bicycle paths or anything like that. So it's definitely a process, and it started there. The Dim Springs split the money with the city of Baker, uh, and we're awarded fifty thousand uh, dollars, and which has a ten percent match on the cost, and hired a firm called Gresham Smith. Smith is a engineering, architecture, and planning firm that is the lead consultant on the bicycle and pedestrian master plan. Mike Sewell is kind of the face of their team. He is the one who's been running a lot of these public hearings. Uh, according to Mike, there, there's a lot of things that go into this. Uh, so that what they did in the first hearing was they just kind of sat down with a blank slate, asked people to come in and just start marking it up. Where do you want bike paths? Where do you want pedestrian paths? What do you want them to look like? The second public hearing 
kind of gave people an, an opportunity to see what the community came up with and, and, and sort of add to it. It was also a chance for them to start discussing the fact that, you know, okay, some of these projects that we come up with are going to cost more than others. Some of them the city can afford through their normal, you know, capital outlay budget, uh, for which the city of Dem Springs does not have a capital outlay budget, but what they do have is a participation in a overlay program through the state which does state highway connectors. So if you think about it, Highway 190, right? Uh, River Road. So River Road, Florida Boulevard, Range Avenue, and Pete's Highway are all state highways. So just about almost all of the streets in Denham Springs, except for a few that run north, south, and subdivisions, are technically state highway connectors. So the idea here is that by developing this plan, the city can then piggyback on any DOTD or federal projects to maybe get some of this in, in implemented. So there may not be any money coming out of the city of Denham Springs, or they may pay for some of the smaller projects as things come along. But that's where the funding is coming from right now. And of course, there are grants as well. Uh, you know, there are, it was divided into, uh, you know, the potential for uh, state, regional, and local uh, master plans, the the original sort of, um, I guess you can say, <laughs> uh, four or five projects that came out. So the locals were Denim Strong, of course, in the, the Envision Livingston master plan, which was starting to come back together at that point, as you may or may not know. Uh, just a few weeks ago, they did the Parish Council actually passed the Envision Livingston Master Plan. For regional, you're talking about MOVE 2042, which is a long-range transportation plan through the Department of Transportation and Development, the Transportation Improvement Program, which is also through the state, and then the Capital Region Planning Commission's non-motorized transportation plan. That's how they got the money. That's how Denham Springs got the money to start this process. Then statewide, the Louisiana Statewide Transportation Plan, Louisiana Statewide Bicycle and Transportation Master Plan, a complete streets work group, and a long-range bicycle map statewide. So again, they receive $50,000 from that CRPC, uh, Capital Region Planning Commission Non-Motorized Transportation Plan. Uh, that was a grant. They had a $10,000 match, and they hired Gresham Smith, Mike Sewell. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So the Move 2042 initiative is a big deal uh, and has been cited several times uh, at these bicycle and pedestrian master plans. It seems to be one of the things that they're trying to piggyback on. That's what Jeanette Clark, who is the recovery coordinator for the city of Dim Springs, said as well. What they're going to be trying to do, uh, because what Move 2042 is, just in case you probably didn't know, it is the Department of Transportation Development's attempt to increase bicycle and pedestrian travel on, on or near state highways. So the idea here is that, okay, we get a plan developed, we go through these public hearings, uh, those, uh, those public hearings continue to evolve and adapt and grow this pedestrian master plan into something that the city will eventually uh, accept or, or uh, you know, adopt. And then you go to DOTD and they say, okay, we're about to overlay this road. And you say, hey, we have a master plan that says we'd love for this road to have, uh, you know, a shared bike path on it. Okay, well, that fits into the that fits into the scope of the project. It's also part of Move to 2042. We're going to throw it in there and do it. And that's sort of the idea of this whole plan is if you have it, 
then you can implement it along the way by piggybacking on other projects. So that was a big deal. Now, unfortunately, some of the uh, original, I, I guess you can say, ideas for major bike paths came from Range Avenue at Cochrane Road to I-12, so that's basically the length of the city. Pete's Highway at Hatchell Lane to Cochrane Road, uh, that's, you know, um, about half the city. River Road at Range Avenue to Florida Boulevard, again, that's basically the entire city. And Florida Boulevard from the Parish Line to Jubin Road, again, that's a, that's a long path there. And, you know, excuse me, uh, the four areas were mentioned several times. There are several types of bike paths that could come to any of these. We're not going to know exactly what they propose per project until the final uh, draft comes out sometime in the next few weeks, uh, at which point they're hoping, that would be Gresham Smith, is hoping to go to the city council in November, possibly in December, to discuss adopting this master plan. But for those four, uh, you know, they had they had to analyze what's called bike level of suitability scores, or BLOS. And, uh, you know, while Pete's Highway, Range Avenue, and Centerville, which was also, which wasn't mentioned there, but it was a high demand area, they all received low BLOS scores. In fact, the only two that received high were Florida Boulevard from the Parish Line on the western side of the Parish to Jubin Road, and River Road, which runs from just north of the cemetery down to Florida Boulevard. They received high scores. So it will be interesting to see uh, you know, what happens uh, with those projects. Again, some of those are very, very, very high cost projects, especially to put something like a bike path all the way down River Road, which has in sections recently been overlaid since about 2011 to now. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if DOTD, you know, well, we're not really coming back to that area for a while. So if you all want to do that project, you're going to have to find another way to do it. Again, you know, that, that'll be something similar with Florida Boulevard, which just re received a whole lot of overlay as well. So a lot of these are going to be focused in and around uh, what kind of funding is available. As we mentioned, you know, they're not just going to jump into this. It's not something, you know, they're just going to throw on the budget and make it happen. It's going to take time. Uh, Ms. Clark is going to have to find some grants that are available, that kind of thing. But one of the things that she did say in an interview was that if you don't have it, then you can't put it in front of DOTD. You can't put it in front of these people that provide grants. You can't put it in front of the parish for their road stuff. You can't put it in front of the feds for their road stuff. They, you know, if, it, if you don't have a plan, nobody's going to pay attention to you about it. So you had to have the plan first. Then you can kind of try to find some, some things to go with it. Also, uh, you know, the Bass Pro area, uh, River Road and Pete's Highway would have maybe some shared road paths, um, you know, a bike lane or a paved shoulder for Centerville, Cockrum, and Range Avenue South. Range Avenue North would have a completely separated bike lane. Uh, so designated connector streets between those roads would be bike boulevards and contain sidewalks long enough for pedestrian and bike traffic. Now, there's also another part of this. A lot of people are just talking about, you know, pedestrian, I mean, a bicycle plan. I got ahead of myself. A lot of people are just talking about the bicycle plan, but there is a pedestrian master plan too. And, you know, the proposal there is to add sidewalks to a whole lot of streets in Denham Springs, and I'll call them out for you. Bass Pro Boulevard, River Road, Rushing Road, Centerville Street, Pete's Highway, Hatchell Lane, Florida Boulevard, Tate Road, Edgewood Boulevard, Veterans Boulevard, Benton Lane, Maddie Street, 
Oak Street, Jackson Street, and Julia Street. Now, if those don't sound familiar, a lot of them are those connector roads, which are connecting a lot of these, excuse me, a lot of these uh, uh, state highways. And so what they're trying to do is go in, and this is the last part of what Ms. Clark talked about. They're trying to go in with the state and not only get overlaid roads and sidewalks, but they're also trying to improve drainage in the area. You know, getting subsurface drainage, getting big enough culverts, getting enough catch basins to improve drainage on these cross streets. As we all know, we've had a, a drainage problem in Denham Springs since the Great Flood. So when you combine all this, it's really about trying to get people mobile, you know, finding the money for it, and then trying to, you know, piggyback on other projects and improve things, especially drainage along the way. So we will be we will be running some things once they give us the final map so that you can you the citizens can see it uh, i know this is hyper focused on denim springs but some other other towns cities even the parish itself may be interested uh on how they develop this and how these things go uh waiting to see what that first project will be uh as they jump on to uh you know trying to piggyback on dotd or the parish or, or people of that nature uh again those four major outlets that are looking for um <clears throat> excuse me uh, you know, people are looking for new bicycle-based uh, travel. Range Avenue at Cochrane Road to I-12, Pete's Highway at Hatchell Lane to Cochrane Road, River Road to Range Avenue to Florida Boulevard, and Florida Boulevard from the Parish Line to Jubin Road. Uh, you know, shared bike lanes would have bikes and automobiles on it, while, uh, you know, separated bike lanes, that's just what it sounds. There will be something separating those bicycle folks from people on the street. They're also looking for what's called bike boulevards. You may have seen them in other areas. In a lot of cases, it's when uh, train tracks or train areas have been reclaimed by a city uh, and turned into uh, hardtops. Uh, they did it in Mandeville and Covington. Uh, they, there's a giant bike boulevard that connects a lot of restaurants. It brings a, a lot of commerce to the area. A lot of folks like to ride it. So that's going to be interesting as, as they pile forward. They will There will be no more public hearings. They had their last one at the beginning of August. There will be uh, an announcement that the map is ready. It will become public, and then they will meet with the City of Denver Springs officials to talk about adopting the master plan. Again, this was about a $10,000 cost to the city. As recovery coordinator Jeanette Clark said, if you don't have a plan, you can't present it to anyone. Nobody's going to take you seriously. But if you have a plan... Maybe you can long-term plan for some of the larger projects or go after some of the smaller ones. Uh, there will be a wide range of projects ranging from sidewalks to full-on, as mentioned, the Bike Boulevard with a wide variety of costs. And they're not entirely sure what that's going to look like just yet. But there will be a priority list, much like with a road program. Uh, and there will be a list of what can, what, what's available for grants, what's not, and what, um, you know, what projects can be piggybacked on with the state or the feds to try to get them done as soon as possible. So again, that is the uh, the interconnected city, which is what they are trying to uh, turn Denham Springs into. It is a bicycle and pedestrian master plan. It's taken. It's going to be about a year and a half process just to get that put together, and then it it will take years. That's why the state has called it Move 2042, which, as you I'm sure you know, is 13 years from now. It's going to take a while to get people on board with the projects, get them funded, get them out uh, as quickly as possible. So uh, we'll be interesting to see uh, what the final presentation looks like, what uh, priority projects they recommend the city go after, and what pro priority projects the citizens wanted the most, 
and then take that all together with what are the state and federal funding availability for all of those projects? Where do they fall in? So it will be interesting to see what kind of approach the city takes once they receive that final map. Once again, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you joining us for this walkthrough of the Bicycle and Pedestrian Master Plan. Uh, that, that final version uh, before the city adopts it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Remember, if you miss these shows uh, or, or if you don't, if, if you, this is the only podcast you want to listen to, you can always check it out, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. If you're interested in anything else, any other podcast, I recommend you get a podcast platform. And we are on all of those. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all those things. You can check us out there. Next week, I'm going to be coming at you with uh, some school funding questions. A lot of people have interest in that. How is the schools funded? How are these tax dollars spent? We're going to be talking to you about that next week. So please join us then. One last time, McHugh David, checking out for the week. Hope you have a great weekend.